Welcome to Lost Without Japan, a travel podcast about the life-changing experiences of exploring Japan and those moments we would be lost without. For your listening pleasure, allow me to introduce your very own Kanko Gaido, Michael. Welcome to this week's episode of Lost Without Japan, a podcast based on Japan and your Lost Without moment. This is your director of travel for Tiki Studio Productions, coming to you with positive thoughts and excitement for your next journey to Japan and his own return in summer 2023. I'd like to thank you for giving me a bit of your time today and truly hope that this podcast finds you in a good place or on the path to a better one, no matter how it may seem at this moment. My belief is that we can all use a beacon like this one in our lives to help guide us during these times. And my hope is that Japan, along with this show, will become that for you. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're returning Lost Without Listener, thank you again for your time and for returning once more. As always, the advertising I include in my show is done for free and is to help to continue to promote the friends of the show that we've interviewed in the past. If you're able to help the show and its goals, you can join the show's Patreon and help work toward my goal of getting someone to help edit the show, which would allow for more content and episodes every month. If you're unable to help financially, I would appreciate you sharing the show with friends and family that you think might enjoy the show's interviews and day trip ideas. Today's show may end up being a bit shorter than normal, as we're going to talk about some recent travel woes of my own, some new finds for recommendations for travel for Japan, important numbers for when you travel Japan, and reflect on what has happened to the show over the course of this last year, as well as my hopes and dreams for 2023 and beyond. You'll get back to Sapporo and talk about the Snow Festival in January, as well as two interviews I've already planned for late January and February. As you pass through the ticket gate and make your way to today's show, Make sure you stay with the tour group and let's see how your preparation for your next trip to Japan is going. Remember, you can always reach out to the show at lostwithoutjapan at gmail.com or at lostwithoutjapan on Instagram. As always, remember you can access the show's Google document with information on Japan and past shows in the description for today's show. After getting back from my most recent trip celebrating one of my friend's birthdays, the experience as a whole made me realize just how much time has passed since I traveled internationally, and it made me add a few more recommendations to our show's travel recommendation page. One of these is to bring an empty water bottle to fill after you've cleared security for your flight and to bring two pillowcases. Not only does it give you something familiar from home when you're away from home for multiple weeks at a time, but they can also be used to store dirty clothes as you travel between locations and keep them away from your clean ones. It is something you already own and doesn't require any additional cost on your end. Another rec recommendation for those of you like me that have had travel batteries for your phones and electronic devices in the past, you should really go ahead and give those a charge and use them once in a while. This way you won't be like me where I charged one of my small ones for the plane, only to realize a very short period after beginning its use that it no longer could hold a charge and drain completely in front of my eyes. 
Another for those of us traveling internationally is to bring your own charger for your phone or electronic devices. Oftentimes you'll find an outlet um, near your seat that you're able to use on the flight. And you should really at least twice make sure that you have everything you plan on bringing. It's honestly not a bad idea to create a physical list that you can go through and not just rely upon memory of what you've brought uh, to make sure that you have everything uh, and not searching through different stores once you arrive. I always bring some immune vitamins when I travel, especially when those travel days have me in busy places like airports, planes, trains, and automobiles for any long length of time. Of course, to each their own when it comes to these, but I definitely don't travel without them. One other flight takeaway is to not adhere to past rules and recommendations for travel. I recently arrived at the airport for domestic travel and arrived at TSA two hours before my flight was scheduled to take off. And honestly, any other time that you'd fly, it would have not been an issue, but for this one, including large groups that flew um, in other planes and things that are there, leaving from our destination, it took us the entire time to get through TSA and ended up running towards the gate only to have it shut in front of us before we could reach it. There were probably about 15 people running with me at that point in time to try to make it to the gate outside of my friend group. And then another group that was behind us trying to make it to Indianapolis. And both planes took off half full. Just really, I don't expect it to be the that extreme for you. But really just realize that everywhere is understaffed. And it's used to running with numbers that we have um, wouldn't normally have expected prior to COVID. So just, you know, concerts, games, tournaments, and things, just life in general. Whatever is recommended in the past, you really need to give yourself some more time so that you don't fall into the, you know, what happened to me where I had to buy another plane uh, ticket to get home. And the only thing that was available was business class. And suddenly I'm out $730 that I wasn't expecting. And that unfortunately took away from my Japan travel funds with my son. And now I'm just trying to make that all back up. So international, domestic, whatever it is, my recommendation, get there even earlier. There is a program for entry to Japan as well. If you're looking to travel to Japan multiple times, as I do now, this might end up being worth it to you. And with the most recent experiences, it could be well worth it, even if it's just a once-in-a-lifetime trip to Japan. For the official site, uh, please look at the description for our show and look for Trusted Traveler Program for Japan. The Trusted Traveler Program is for business people, tourists, and their families who are entering Japan for a short stay for the purpose of either business, tourism, visiting relatives, there's a couple different things that you can meet for this. Foreign nationals recognized as trusted travelers can use the automated gates and use a registered user card issued by the Commission of Immigration Services Agency of Japan and skip uh, the lines and wait that are there. These automatic gates are currently installed at the following airports, Narita, Haneda, Chubu Airport, and Kansai Airport. I've been denied in the past for this program, 
So really, it pays you to look at the PDF that they have and follow it 100% to the letter. If anything is even slightly off, and normally you wouldn't even think it was off, you're going to be denied. One last show recommendation is, unless you're traveling with a travel agency, or booking for your kids or significant other when you go to travel, don't let someone else book for you. Because you are, unfortunately, like if you're coming back, something happens to someone you're traveling with, and they're in the hospital, you may not be able to check in, and you may end up being like me, having to buy another ticket to get back home. I'm going to be uh, calling soon to finally use my credit to book my flight for Japan very soon uh, for this upcoming summer, and I truly can't wait to do so. There's so much excitement and wonderful things that come from traveling with friends and family, and I truly can't wait to finally be back and see friends I haven't seen for four years. After that, I recommend calling the airline that you're booking through and talking to a representative to make sure that what is their refund policy? Do they offer you a credit? Do they offer for you to change what flight you're on? With all the influx of travelers, you could find yourself not being able to get a flight on the airline that you're with if something was to happen. And it's nice to know that at least you could have a credit for later if you do have to book with another airline to get you out when you're looking to. If you find an airline you're booking through that doesn't even have a phone number for customer service, in my opinion, I would recommend not using this airline at all. Um, if you know of who this is, uh, you could probably figure out who I used in my domestic travels uh, for the States, and it will not be happening again. One bit of much to know things for when you travel to Japan next would be the emergency numbers that you hopefully will not need, but it's good to have saved on your phone in advance. Police is 110. Ambulance and fire are both 119. The ambulance ride is actually free, and that is good to know if something was to happen. Don't deny it thinking that it's going to be like here, stateside, where it could be $1,000, $2,000, whatever it is. It is free. Um, however, the care that you receive is not. If you happen to be on the water in, in an emergency and near a cell phone tower, uh, the Coast Guard is 118. One thing to take into account, though, is that each person that you're speaking to for these different services are most likely not going to speak English or anything other than Japanese. So it's really best to at least learn to say some very basic Japanese. Can I please speak with someone who speaks English, even if it's not guaranteed, or at least have like a phrase that's on a phone that says, you know, I'm in need of an ambulance. You know, and if you're staying at a hotel, then you could at least give the hotel or call the hotel to have, you know, someone at the front desk call for you. Um, but if you're in Airbnb or out on your own, having some of these phrases pre-saved in case something did happen um, would be just a good thing uh, for your next trip. If you're in Tokyo, there are designated hospitals for international support to help you with your translation needs when you're getting help. Those looking for a hospital should check if the facility is, is part of the Japan Medical Service Accreditation for International Patients, JMIP. And I'll provide a link to these hospitals in Tokyo as well as in the show notes and resource page. Again, if you end up needing them. At one point in time, when I was with my friend, he ended up 
being in the hospital for a length of time on my last trip. He's going to be on at some point in time in the future to kind of talk about that, as that's something that he experienced and I did not, um, and just kind of give you some information that, unless you've done it, you really, you know, just don't know. You don't know. If you're outside of Tokyo, you should visit the Japan National Tourism Organization, JNTO, website, which has a search engine for finding medical facilities. The site also offers advice on how to use services provided at medical institutions. There's also a PDF guide with a sheet that lists various symptoms that you can print to bring with you. And I know, um, you know, we live in a world where you don't want to have uh, waste and things, but it's truly something in case you don't have cell phone reception or otherwise that I would print and bring with you because you can actually point to the English definite, you know, like what we could read itself and say, you know, I have, I have a cold or running a fever and next to it is the Japanese for the doctor. I'll provide a link to this as well in our show notes. We begin the second season of the show last August. So those of you that are new to the show and only see nine episodes available, go ahead and click that season one and look at the other 32 episodes that we have available to this point. In the last year, the show has put out more than 1,700 minutes of new content and has an active audience in 15 different countries, with the top five being U.S., Japan, Australia, Brazil, and Sweden. I really want to give all of you, even outside the top five, a big thank you uh, for choosing to follow your favorite podcast service and you know clicking that follow button to know when our shows come out. It's pretty cool to see how much of our show has grown in the past year, and to see that we're in the top 30% of most followed shows for all podcasts. For all of this to happen in just a year and a half, I am just filled, honestly, with so much thanks. Truly can't wait to see how much more growth we'll have next year at this time. For friends of the show, Japan 2.0 in Deep in Japan, I truly can't thank you enough for coming on the show and the friendship that has resulted from sharing a common interest in podcasting and Japan. For the listeners of the show that interact me, with me on a regular basis, I want to say thank you as well. Truly feel that we will need to have a Lost Without Japan meetup one of these summers and share some stories, good food, and drinks together in person. I want to give another quick shout out to David, one of our show's Patreon members, for his friendship and long-term following of the show from the very first episode till now. I've really appreciated getting to know you, my friend, and I look forward to meeting in Japan in the future. His Patreon membership allowed for his suggestion of the two-part show that we're doing right now for Sapporo, and is currently going towards the show's goal of having a pair of Rode Wireless Go microphones for use next summer. When I travel with my son, I'm really hoping to be able to do some interviews while I travel through Japan and then be able to give that content back to you later. If you'd like to help support the show with that, and follow the link in our show notes to my Patreon where you can get early access to our shows and so much more. Since it's a time for reflection, I went back to my show notes from episode one and wanted to see how I've done at reaching the goals I've made over a year and a half ago. The first goal I had was to keep to a bi-weekly scheduled release, and we were able to do that with the exception of a brief delay uh, for one week uh, in a past episode, but I really feel that you know, if that's all that's happened and we've had out 40 episodes to this point, 
I call that a huge success. The second goal was to have interviews about various Japan topics, and this has been wildly successful beyond my wildest dreams. And my goal is to have one a month with our day trip episodes in between. I look forward to having this be looked at again next year at this time and see how it's gone. I've also been able to share some of my favorite music from Japan. Once as a concert for your ears, and then other songs that I've been able to share with our day trip episodes. And I truly look forward to continue doing this in the future. And one of my goals is to try to find if I can have a band from Japan actually be on the show and be interviewed. It would be so much fun. One goal I haven't reached yet, but it's not my fault, is to return to Japan to talk about this with you. That being said, truly can't wait to share those interviews with you next summer and, you know, just see all that has changed and all that's remained the same. A new goal for the show, besides getting equipment for my next trip, is to improve the show's audio setup with a new microphone. For this, though, I'll definitely need some support, especially after my debacle with my most recent trip. Again, uh, that $700 was not expected. <laughs> it's like, you know, but hey, life happens and, um, you know, you learn from it. Doesn't matter how old you continue to get, you still learn. And some of those lessons, you learn a second, third, or fourth time. If you're listening to the show for the first time or catching back up to, with episodes as you plan your trip, I'd like for you to just look back at some past interviews, some of which are Doc Kane of Maple Lopo. We did a talk with Ken Tanaka, a Tokyo-based artist. We ended up interviewing James Hathaway, the finder of Japan and Canada, an interview with Susan Spann, author of Climb, and an also, uh, someone that's going to be a returning guest in the future, a Passion for Japan editor, John Brzezinski, and friend of the show, Nathan, from Japan Tour Company, and our talk about his Hakone circuit. There are so many things to look forward to, and some of the past cities we've covered are Gifu, Hakone, Sapporo, Kumaki, Kanazawa, and really so much more back in season one. For those of you looking to travel to Japan this summer, I can't recommend enough listening to our talk with Peter about skiing and snowboarding in Japan. Cannot wait to share our upcoming interviews with a climbing guide from Japan, including another interview that is with a Japanese job resource from the States. If you have any questions for your trip or planning, always feel free to reach out. I love talking about Japan and helping make sure others have an amazing time when they visit. Also, if you know of someone that would be a great interview for the show, or you have your own travel advice you'd like to share with our growing community, don't hesitate to reach out to me. If you'd like to hear us go into more depth about any cities we've covered in the past, or have some ideas for future ones as well, feel free to reach out at lostwithoutjapan at gmail.com or through the show's Patreon page. We'll look to move on to our next travel adventure in Japan with a second part of our two-part episode on Sapporo coming out in two weeks' time. We have all of this and so much more to look forward to with the next episode of Lost Without Japan. Some housekeeping before we go. Please give a follow, like, and comment on your favorite streaming services. For updates on the show, feel free to give a follow on Instagram at Lost Without Japan or lostwithoutjapanlipson.com. And if you would like to reach out in that old-fashioned way, feel free to send an email at lostwithoutjapan at gmail.com. Looks like we're ready to call it a night. 
before we continue our adventure in Sapporo and just enjoying our journey throughout Japan together. On behalf of Lost Without Japan and its entire crew, I'd like to thank you for joining us on this trip, and we're looking forward to seeing you on board again in two weeks for our next episode. To everyone out there, Oginki Day. Stay well, my friends. <laughs>